The following conversation with Gretchen Bennett about Salem, Oregon's Community Police Review Board originally aired on June 25, 2021 on the Radical Songbook on KPOV 88.9 FM, High Desert Community Radio in Bend, Oregon. Gretchen Bennett works for the city of Salem and is the liaison with the Police Review Board. The Radical Songbook is hosted by Michael Funky. It is a two-hour show highlighting the role that music plays in social justice and protest, and it airs Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. In the wake of the George Floyd murder by a Minneapolis cop and the hiring of a new police chief here in Bend, we have seen growing demands for more police accountability. One of the goals of the Bend City Council is, and I quote, to revise the Police Chief's Advisory Council with a focus on community representation, transparency, public oversight, and accountability. Bend has long had a Citizens Advisory Council. It has essentially been run by the police. I believe the appointments are made by the police. And one of the stated purposes of the Advisory Council is to not express complaints. Ben residents can file a complaint about treatment by the police, but the complaints are handled internally by the police department. That could change. Ben's police advisory committee could be replaced by a community police review board with the power to hear and investigate complaints of misconduct by the police. A review board could provide some external independent oversight of the police department. There are several existing models for a community police review board. Salem, Oregon has one, and today we'll learn a little bit about how it works. This is not meant to be an endorsement of what they do in Salem, just an example of what can be done. My guest is Gretchen Bennett, who oversees Salem's Community Police Review Board. She also serves as the mayor and city manager's LGBTQ liaison and the Human Rights Commission liaison and the Human Rights and Relations Federal Compliance Manager. Gretchen Bennett, thank you for taking time to join us here at KPOV. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. All right. So let's start with a little personal background, if we could. How long have you worked for Salem? And um, just give us a little bit of your, your background, your experience, education, how, and how you ended up overseeing um, the Community Police Review Board. Oh, sure. Thank you. I, I have a long-term interest in uh, justice issues and community engagement. Um, I've been with the city of Salem in the mayor and city manager's office for eight and a half years. Uh, prior to that, I was the executive director of our community's child abuse assessment center, which I think the equivalent in Bend is the kids center, and um, had the opportunity to engage, you know, over all of these years with, um, you know, topics that relate to um, good assessment of issues and situations and and so forth. I graduated from Lewis and Clark College in Portland with a bachelor's in political science and appreciate the chance to work at the local level on on issues. So I suppose that's how. Yeah, <laughs> and you are, you're, you're, a, you're a policy analyst at, uh, at, with the city of Salem, right? I mean, you actually, you, you're, you're able to review and, and help formulate policy for the city, is that correct? Yes, I have. The, certainly our policy is all set by the mayor and city council, but sure. I have the opportunity um, to provide information and analysis that assists with that. Right. Yeah, my formal structure title is Manager 3. Okay. And uh, the Police Review Board in, in Salem, how long has that been around? That was established in Salem in 2002. So that was while you were working at the at, with the city. Is that correct? No, you were you. No, two thousand and two. That's yeah. I've only been with the city eight and a half years, eight and so half, it certainly predates yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, 
I'm, I'm not, I didn't major in math, so. My... <laughs> me neither. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks for correcting, thanks for correcting me, I appreciate that. So, it's been around since 2002. How, how did, um, that's, you know, that, how did that come about in 2002? Do you, do you know a little bit of the history? I should, shouldn't I? But I don't know that I do have a really good origin story. I, I think, um, I guess I, I'm afraid I don't. I don't. I should have thought of, I should have anticipated that question. I'm sorry. No, I know okay. that right. it was part of a, a discussion, you know, between our community and the city and, and the goals that, um, you know, that the community had at the time. But I, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't have more concrete information. No, it's, it's, that, that's all right. That's fine. I mean, that's 19 years ago. I mean, so that's, you know, I mean, in a sense, I mean, this whole, the whole thing about, um, you know, back in the, I'm old enough to remember back in the late '60s and early '70s, where the you know, where the conversation was, was was you know about community control of the police, and that 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 was the terminology that was used. And this whole the history of of the, these sorts of things are have been up and down since then. And it's, but it's interesting to me that Salem has actually had a a review board since 2002. Um, and did you? Um, how quickly did you? Um, become the liaison for the uh, how did that come about for you oh it was a couple of years into the work and we um were just going through a bit of a restructuring in terms of who in the office was working with what and it you know it fits um generally some of my background and interest and so as we had a position that left the city and we were reorganizing the different responsibilities that that person had held and so that's how it came to be um and yeah i've been with it ever since and i've so maybe about six six and a half years now i've been staffing with our community police review board and have appreciated that opportunity we also um work with a staff member from our legal department who helps advise the board on any questions that come up from a legal standpoint yeah yeah that that certainly makes sense um who who sits on the board not not their names but i mean just a sense of where they where they come from in the community the people who are on the board and and how are they selected yeah, you bet. Um, you're right. They're members of our community here in Salem that um, are appointed, selected by the mayor and city council in an in a appointments process. Um, the council and mayor look to help reflect Salem in all of its diversity, um, looks at their civic participation within the community. Um, criminal history could be a factor depending on a person's criminal background, not all criminal issues, but that could be a factor, um, as well as a person's commitment to neutral assessment of topics. That's one of the um, cornerstones, I think, of the success of the board. And so there, you know, we have, we have, a variety of people. We have somebody who recently became a school bus driver. We have somebody who works professionally as an auditor. Um, you know, the the uh, we have someone who's retired. Um, we've had people from education. The backgrounds really vary, and I think Salem is served best when you really see a variety of people that that make up the different representations of Salem. And you have some some ethnic and racial diversity on the on the commission as, 
as well? Yeah, it comes and goes. You know, sometimes we do, and sometimes we feel we can improve in those areas. Yeah, it just depends on the time. Yeah, but we, we, we work intentionally at that. Um, I think that's important in this process. And, and really, frankly, in any committee, board, or commission that the city manages. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, we have a history here, and I'm sure you do in Salem. That, again, that's kind of an up-and-down thing, too. I mean, you know, the, there'll be there'll be committees and, and commissions where there's there's vacancies, and the city will will promote and encourage people, and they hardly get anybody. And then yet, when we had our latest, we just recently um, organized our city council, recently created our, our human uh, human rights and, and equity commission, and um, I think we had something like 80 applicants. I mean, it was just like an extraordinary number of people interested in being on, on that commission, which is very gratifying, also really a big challenge for those who have to make a decision because... You know, yeah, that, that's just the, that's a lot of people to have to to have to vet and figure out what out of that group, which twelve or thirteen or so people. So I'm sure it's it's you have a similar kind of situation in Salem. It just sort of depends, and probably driven by what's happening in the world too. Absolutely, absolutely, and we certainly see increases or decreases in applications, partly around what's happening around the world. You're right. In Salem, we've had our Human Rights Commission since the 60s, and the and flows of the topics they cover and the engagement in number of applications kind of varies over the years. But right. yeah, I get I have the opportunity to work with the commission as well. Yeah, and that wow, that's interesting. Salem has had that since the 60s. That's you know, um, there's there's not a lot of communities uh, the size of Salem in my opinion, around the country, who can probably say that. I mean, I, that just, you know, having got, you know, I mean, that, that's uh, pretty early on. Good for the good for the city. Yes, yes. I think that came out of some of the uh, civil rights yeah. um, discussions happening nationally in the 60s in Salem. Yeah, yeah. That would... and, and around the country, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. So the, so yeah. the, the police review board, um, if I'm understanding how, I, how I've read some information about it from your website, the board is it's an independent it's independent of the police department is that correct that's correct and so how does that work exactly in terms of um so there's nobody from the police there's nobody from the police department who necessarily is assigned to the committee or um to the board or or anything like that it's basically you and uh and and an attorney that's correct in terms of the staffing. However, I would say it's not correct in terms of we we do depend upon police for cooperation and participation in the um, case review process, in the training that we provide board members, and in a requirement we have, which is for board members to go on ride-alongs with law enforcement officers regularly. So we we depend upon the police department to help provide us those things to help ensure that the board has good information and is informed and that they're accessible. So yeah. commonly, the professional standards unit is the team that would um, be my point of contact, um, you know, when I have needs and questions and things along those lines. Yeah, yeah, that, okay. Yeah, for listeners, if you just turn, tuned in, I'm talking with Gret- Gretchen Bennett, who oversees Salem, Oregon's Community Police Review Board. And uh, we're talking about the so that leads me to uh, you know sort of my next uh, my next set of questions and that is 
Do, so the board, does the board have, uh, what are some of the functions that the board has? And does it have things like investigatory powers? Uh, can it subpoena uh, an officer to testify if necessary? Can it recommend discipline? Thank you. Yeah. So let me, I should have taken notes. Those are all, those are each good questions. No, the board doesn't have subpoena power um, or in investigative power in the sense that um, they would work outside of what's outlined. Um, but yes, they do make recommendations um, related to the, related to the topics at hand. The board is informed by really detailed bylaws that help walk through for the board the process and so the for example when we receive a situation to work with it outlines the information that the board can expect to receive from the police department and um, and it explains who can come and testify and share information before the board. There's a process for conducting a review that includes having um, the officer or their designee, the person for whom there's a, um, a request for the review, um, you know, and witnesses that they may choose to call. So there's information that's presented in advance um, by both parties, and then there's the opportunity to talk with people and for the board to ask questions and, and request information. And then, you know, and then they deliberate towards conclusions and then are able to make recommendations. They serve in an advisory capacity to both the Salem city manager as well as the Salem police chief. Right. And so if somebody files a complaint, as I understand it, the first, the first, the process that you have there is that, uh, Say I have a complaint about an officer that at first I file it with the police department and there's an internal review and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but and there's an internal review. And if I'm dissatisfied with that, then I can take it to the review board. Is that kind of the way it works? That's kind of the way it works. Yes, I would I would make one amendment. And that's at the beginning. We really want there to be no wrong door for a person. And there's been times when community members have begun with the mayor and city manager's office or come directly to to us or to the board and express their concern. And um, sometimes I just make a, a simple soft referral to the uh, uh, professional standards team and, and that works great. And other times they'd like my assistance in that conversation. And so we, we want there to be no wrong door or, you know, we don't, we don't have rules about you have to call here or start here. So then I help facilitate um, the information sharing. And, and sometimes that can look a little bit like shuttle diplomacy where I'll hear from the person and then make inquiry of the police department, gather some information from them, communicate back to the person. Whatever, whatever serves the person best is, is what we're aiming for in that process. And, and so we, we wouldn't want to turn someone away who, who didn't want to talk to the department about their concern at the beginning. But then, but then they would need to know that I will be doing so. So we certainly need their permission to do that. Right. Okay. So, so basically, if I had a complaint, uh, I could have a, I could ask, I would, the, the board would essentially conduct a hearing where I would come and I would voice my complaint or it would be written or probably both. Uh, and there, the police could respond to it in a hearing as well? Is that sort of how it would go? Yeah, that's correct. Um, we ask for um, 
information in writing from both parties at the beginning, but we would assist a person if there's a barrier to getting that done. We don't want um, literacy or something in writing to become a barrier. Um, and that, and so we would always work with a person to help meet their needs. But yeah, the, it begins with an invitation for the person to explain why they're dissatisfied with the situation at the moment and kind of what their story and situation is, what, what happened, what, what, what were the circumstances. And then we have the police department provide us with, um, a copy of what they had done to date. Um, and they're able to share other information. All of that is given to the board, and then the board gets to um, talk with the parties and their witnesses face-to-face in a, a review process, right. correct? So yeah. they have the opportunity to make statements, kind of opening statements, if you will, and then um, uh, board members are able to ask questions of the folks involved. Is it a public hearing? Yeah, it's public. Okay. Yeah, it's open to the public. There is a segment which um, can be closed to the public, which is um, in um, an executive session where the board does have some situations where they could move into an executive session, right. but they would never make decisions in that in that vein. Okay, and, and so, you know, actually, ahead. I should I should go back on the open to the public part again and make sure that I didn't. I would want to say subject to, we do have some provisions around confidentiality because um, there's times in information where where information could be potentially confidential in nature and our board members, as part of becoming a board, um, take an oath of confidentiality. So there are circumstances where things um, wouldn't, wouldn't, there's times when we would and we wouldn't. Generally, this is a public body and the Community Police Review Board is a public body subject to public meeting law. But I guess to clarify, there are circumstances where we may go into a private session in some cases. Yeah, I would imagine that if I were filing a complaint and for whatever reason I didn't want it to be public, that that would be part of the discussion that the board would have about how to proceed to protect my whatever my concerns might be, uh, I assume that that would be part of a, a conversation. Exactly, it is. And yeah. so, and so, yeah, I didn't mean to misspeak by, yeah. by overly stating the public nature of it as well. Yeah, right. you're right. Yeah. So, so what's the, um, it's been around now for a while. So what's been, what, how could, how would you generally gauge during the time that you've been working with the, with the board, what the community response to having a board has been uh, both pro and, and con. Is it, uh, are people aware of it? Do people use it? Do people feel good about what they, the opportunities? Yes, I think that overwhelmingly it's been positive to have one. I have never heard of, you know, anyone that would say, you know, we shouldn't have this. And, you know, I, I think that it's an important component of, of the work we do in Salem to, to have this and to have the potential for a community member or peer review of situations like that. And so I, I don't think there's ever been disappointment or frustration with having it. Um, you know, whether it's well known or not is a great question. We, um, absolutely have confidence that when someone brings a complaint to the police department or to the mayor's office, we're very confident that we make the opportunity of the board known to to persons who engage. And we also have it up on our webpage and 
occasionally do some general communication about it out in the community, and we hope it's well known. Um, but we don't, you know, we don't have a great gauge of does absolutely everybody in Salem know? I don't, I don't know about that. Right. Um, but I, I think it's been important, and it's been, um, yeah, well received overall. I would say. And can you can you give me give us a ballpark estimate of like, I mean, how many complaints might of the board hear over the course of a year? Oh, that's easy to do. We don't get very many. We don't get as many as people would think that we do. Um, I might say one every couple years. Or when I when I took over, it, it seemed like we were averaging about one every eighteen months, and then it got a little less frequent um, over the years. The the thing, what we find most of the time when when something begins is um, information and dialogue can often be responsive. Like somebody might call up and and I remember a situation where someone called and was just really furious with us for not taking action in a certain situation, but they had an understanding that as a capital city, we had jurisdiction in other areas and, and with education about actually we, we weren't in any position to take action that's outside of our jurisdiction you know we have limits and geographic areas then what started as a, a, a complaint becomes just a point of inquiry and an education opportunity and then other times you know complaints emerge and are investigated and the department will take corrective action maybe it's employee discipline or further education, and then the person who brought the complaint is satisfied with the outcome of the process and doesn't find need to appeal to the board. And so a lot of what I end up becoming involved in and hearing about become resolved in those processes. Um, but it's just so important, I think, to have to have that backup to, you know, to say, okay, but if you if you are unsatisfied with all of the work that happens on the situation, we have this, we, ha- we do have this next step. Yeah. So we don't get we don't get very many. So that that's kind of interesting to me because Salem, of course, has been um, a focal point of a lot of activity in the last year and a half. I would say uh, at the cap yes. at the Capitol, and that yes. I, I don't really know to be honest. I mean, is that a uh, is the Capitol building a Salem Police Department jurisdiction, or is that uh, the, the, the the Capitol Police who? Who are the who are the cops over at that building? I guess is my question. <laughs> the actual Oregon State Capitol grounds are um, in the jurisdiction of the Oregon State Police. Yeah, okay. However, Salem Police Department commonly assists in situations or larger scale events, and so if there is an action that um, causes a, a person in the community to be concerned, even if it would be on Capitol property. Like, 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 let's say an officer um, acts with force or uses force, um, and there's a person who has a concern about that and how that went. Even if it's on state property, if the allegation or the complaint is about a Salem police officer, that would still be something we'd investigate. Um, it just comes down to the type of complaint, you know. Right. But if it's about our officer, um, we would absolutely take a look at it, regardless of the land that it's on. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I'm kind of surprised that there hasn't been more uh, in that. I think, you know, and I follow the news, uh, state news, and I know that there have been <clears throat> concerns raised by both um, 
I guess I'll just say, but you know, both sides of, of different arguments that have been that are being, <coughs> um, you know, put forth in front of the Capitol in terms of you know, conservatives, uh, oath keeper types, and proud boy types on one side, and and uh, protesters on the other. And I think I've heard you know, concerns raised by both sides. But it's interesting that you haven't that hasn't resulted in any um, any complaints filed um, with your board. That's correct, yeah. And so you think about all the different pathways in which complaints like that would get aired. Sometimes those are community conversations that might take place at a a mayor and council meeting, sometimes dialogue between the police chief and the community. Sometimes people will file um, complaints with the police department about specific instances, and then it gets resolved at that end or with information or clarity about, you know, what the laws are and how that works. Um, you know, there's there's different ways in which those topics came up. You know, we certainly had many conversations over the past couple of years, but what emerges into a case review, you know, can be really different. You know, you can discuss and 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 look at situations, but it's different from a formal case review process. Yeah, yeah. So, so how? Um, I, obviously, you weren't around when the board was started, so you you, you don't really know. But how how what is the Salem Police Department's reaction to the idea of having a review board? How are they, do they work well with the board? And also, if you have if you have a police union there, is there has there been any kind of union reaction to having the board? Yeah, thank you. I think I can answer to the extent to the extent of my knowledge. I would say that the union is a part of being notified if we get a case to review. So we make sure to notify the union representative as part of the process. The union would have a role in um, reviewing changes to the board's bylaws. So they have the opportunity to give input and provide um, contributions into that conversation. So I think that's those are two important components of the way the process works. I've only heard positive things from Salem Police Department um, staff, officers, and leadership about having it in place. I, I think it's a helpful piece for them to be able to refer the community to to explain, well, we have, we're going to look into your complaint. We're going to hear your situation and look into it and investigate it. Um, if you find you're unsatisfied after we've done that, we, we have a next step for you. So it's, I think it's, I, I've just always understood that it's appreciated and, and helpful that, that we have that next component. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like there was another part to your question, and I can't remember. Oh, just how the police department generally, um, they're, you know, how they're, they're reacted to. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you pretty much covered it. Great. Okay, so. Um, and I know we're nearing the end of time I, I have available, but want to make yeah. sure to. If yeah. you had any other questions, no, I, I, I don't really. I mean, I, I have some comments that I'll make to our listeners uh, about it, about stuff that's happening here in town, and and you're probably aware of, or maybe you're not. I don't know the Senate Bill six twenty one, which is going to make it, you know, in a sense. Um, I think we'll end up with more communities putting together a board like this. No, I think this pretty much covers. I really do appreciate you you spending the half hour with me to to let people know. This will be part of an ongoing conversation. I'm not just going to be talking to you at Salem, but I, you know, I'm hoping as as the the issue progresses here in Bend that we can learn more about what's happening in other um, other communities uh, around the state of Oregon. So thank you very very much. 
Sounds good. All Thank right. you, and best wishes for your conversations and Ben. Thanks. Thank you very much, Gretchen Bennett. All right, and so there you go, Gretchen Bennett, uh, and she is the liaison for Salem, Oregon's Community Police Review Board. Also, as I said, serves as the mayor and city manager's LGBTQ liaison and, and the Human Rights Commission liaison over in uh, in Salem. And so, you know, as I indicated before uh, the starting the conversation with Gretchen, this I wasn't doing this to necessarily endorse what what they are doing in Salem, but to give an, ex- an example of uh, what one city does, um, it being the capital of Oregon, it's going to be, be a little different because of the state, the role of the state police and et cetera. Um, so here in Bend, um, I would, I've been in correspondence with the city, and, and uh, uh, city manager Eric King sent me a, a work plan that uh, has been uh, put together uh, by the city and for the city council and excuse me here while I get my notes out here about this I got a bunch of paper in front of me as usual when I do these kinds of shows and so basically uh, you know it's a work plan that's you know ba- to to essentially address what I sp- what I spoke of earlier the one of the goals of the Bend City Council to revise the police chief's advisory council with a focus on community representation transparency public oversight and accountability so I uh, I'm looking at the work plan and um you know it's it's and apparently from what Eric King the city manager told me that. Uh, the city council will be taking the issue up uh, more concretely in the fall. Uh, and it's a little concerning, I guess, that uh, to me personally, just my opinion, that it seems to be the leadership kind of in, seems to be under the chief of police and other, I see some, quite a few, a few, a few names from the police department here who are part of this process, and I get that. They need to be part of the process, but I think it's really important that uh, they not, uh, in my opinion, that they not lead the discussion um, away from um, a review board like they have in Salem or even something better, an oversight board, uh, something with with even more power. There are are a handful of uh, oversight boards uh, where there's more community control, if you will, where... um, uh, boards can't do have some investigatory power where they can uh, force a police officer to testify if necessary in the case of a complaint. Um, so I guess what I would say about the work plan, uh, you know, um, it really doesn't go as far as it should, in my view, in terms of accountability and oversight. Community involvement is going to be essential if people want genuine oversight and what I would call some community control of our police force, which in Bend, which I think is uh, warranted. It's not a, for me, that's not a new issue. It's something that I've believed for a long time. Uh, So hopefully that sort of thing uh, develops. Uh, I would urge people to pay close attention to what the uh, city council is, is doing uh, on this issue and to participate in in the uh, conversation uh, and in the discussion about um, uh, the you know what what you want to see happen I, I personally believe that a strong community review board would is is essential um, 
And there's a number of other issues around the police that I'm not going to get into right now, but that I know that are out there, but I want to want to stay focused on on this. Also, just as an aside, I should let you know that um, <coughs> Senate Bill 621, which it amends the state law pertaining to it's essentially what it says is that um, it, it I'm going to just read what it says here. This is according to an article in Willamette Week. Uh, it amends the state law pertaining to labor negotiations with public employee unions so that voter-approved police oversight vote boards can operate in full force and effect without being subject to mandatory collective bargaining. So this bill, SB 621, has passed the House on June 7th, and it passed the Senate on April 5th, and hopefully um, the governor will sign it into law. It's not a perfect bill, but, um, you know, I think it's a step in the right direction. Uh, I think it provides uh, opportunity for communities around the state. It provides just a little bit more oomph to the whole idea of putting together a genuine uh, implementing a police oversight board. Um, I think what it's important to understand is that what it is, it counters the power uh, too great a power, in my opinion, of the police unions to pre- essentially prevent uh, discipline, to essentially, you know, prevent um, the community from uh, having any sort of oversight over the police. And so while I am a big supporter of the trade union movement, I will just say I am not a big supporter of police unions. I have been on plenty of union uh, picket lines uh, in Detroit, Michigan, and elsewhere, where I guarantee you that the police uh, that showed up at the picket line, who were members of their union, union were not my friend. <laughs> uh, unless you consider it friendly when people push you around, uh, push you into corners, um, spray you with stuff, uh, run horses through your picket line, uh, arrest you, uh, et cetera, et cetera, for exercising your 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 democratic rights. So I, you know, I got no problem with this. I know that there's probably some public employee unions that might not like the idea of uh, doing away with. I mean, basically, the, the the police unions have been able to do is negotiate collective bargaining agreements, contracts that provide the unions with an incredible amount of ability to, in my opinion, protect bad cops, to put it bluntly. I'm not saying that is what is happening here in Bend right now, but it is happening elsewhere in the state, and it's an issue that does need to be addressed. I will continue this conversation about community oversight of the police in the coming weeks and months. I'd like to have Bend City Councilors, community activists, and police officers on KPOV to discuss how the city of Bend can move forward to better protect and serve the people of Bend. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and a program schedule, go to kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.